Welcome citizens, you're listening to New Amsterdam Radio, the podcast for creatives. Here, thinkers and doers always have a key to the city. The mayor is in, so office hours start now. What is going on? It's Flowball Boys, of course, the host of New Amsterdam Radio, the podcast for creative thinkers and doers, and NewAmsterdam.com is a website to learn more about the show. That's K-N-E-W-Amsterdam.com. And I've realized as this show is expanded and more countries are giving the show a chance, I learned two things. One, the show is not actually in Dutch, uh, even though Amsterdam is a city in the Netherlands. New Amsterdam is named after my hometown in New York City. And two, reason why the K is there is because it's about the pursuit of knowledge. Because when you have some knowledge of things, that's great. But able to say, I'm a bank what I have, but I'm going to go on the path to learn something new, things that are challenging to me. That's where true intellectualism comes from. And hopefully, if you are just perusing here, first time here, you go through some of the back episodes and learn how different people are doing their thing and their pursuit to develop. Much like my guest today, Wesley Gonson is coming up with a new platform. It's called Teach This Teacher to help teachers develop, which is a cool idea if you think about it. Once you arm the people that can help spread the knowledge, we can really help our classrooms get that much more on board with new concepts, fresh ideas, and things of that nature. So the chat was stimulating, and I hope you enjoyed. Uh, before I get to that, though, if you haven't already, Make sure you follow the show at New Amsterdam on Instagram and at New underscore Amsterdam on Twitter. And uh, if you haven't already as well, check out the Patreon. Patreon.com slash Flobo Boys. That's me. Patreon.com slash Flobo Boys. You call it the Boisterous Crew. That's you could unlock bonus content, uh, video content of these episodes, show notes, and much, much more. And also, you get to support One Man's Pursuit to learn more about the world around him. And hopefully I can take that, take you on that journey as well. But without further ado, my chat with Wesley Glossen. Welcome back to New Am Sam Radio, the podcast for creatives, thinkers, and doers. It is I, Flobo Boyce, the mayor, in the mayor's office, hanging with people and ideas that are making the world a better place. And well, my guest today is doing that in the education space. Please welcome Wesley Glossen. How are you doing, sir? I'm all right. How are you today? You know, I'm doing pretty well. Usually I'm not a big fan of, of like the Mondays. We're recording this on a Monday, but this one's actually pretty nice. Got out, got a little workout, mind, body, and soul. I'm feeling myself right now. <laughs> well, that is good to hear. I'm actually doing pretty good on a Monday too. And until you mentioned it, I didn't even really think about it being a Monday. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get right down to the nitty gritty, the brass tacks of it. Because I came across your website, teachthisteacher.com, uh, and its mission to really provide a brand new approach to teacher and education profession, professional development training. Now, that's a mouthful. But what does that really mean for someone who may not be familiar with that kind of space? Well, just like in most professions, teachers need to be trained uh, as they go along to you don't learn everything in those first four years. And so um, teachers right now mostly take their professional development courses from their district or from their school. Um, and so what we're doing is providing them professional learning development courses that they feel like they need because we've done some surveys and some research and um, even my own experience. And a lot of the professional learning courses that are offered through a school or through a district 
um, are ineffective, teachers find them boring, um, or it's just not what they need because they didn't sign up for them themselves. So we're kind of trying to change all of that and uh, let teachers have buy-in to the development that they need. Uh, and that's the main idea, the big mission um, behind our project. Uh, maybe you can walk me through this because I'm not familiar with that industry, but you would think that educational development for educational professionals would be fun and engaging. You would think that the people making it will make it as fun as possible. Why is it boring? Well, let me give you, that's actually a good question. So uh, my main um, complaints, and though I heard from other teachers when I was in the classroom just a year ago, was that a lot of the um, the presenters were uh, just out of touch. They hadn't been in the classroom themselves for 20 or 30 years. And so they would say things and we would literally laugh and say, that'll never work today. Um, so that's one reason. But another reason is because, again, of the buy-in from the teacher. So I might have desperately needed professional development on, uh, let's say, classroom management, but because my district had booked a person to come in to talk about uh, how to teach fractions, um, I'm sitting there thinking, this isn't what I need. I, I got that down and I need this. And so uh, that is what I mean by not as engaging because it's not what we uh, really need at that time. And so teachers' needs are very diverse. There's some teachers that were awesome in classroom management, and they would be sitting in a PL, a professional learning, about classroom management. It's like, it's a waste yeah. of time. You don't need to be here. <laughs> yeah. And, and you mentioned a little bit, uh, alluded to that you are an educational professional yourself, uh, years of experience. And well, there is something noble about trying to send the elevator back down to a new crop of educational professionals. But I mean, is it kind of a challenge to think that maybe your path might be unique? I mean, what made you go, no, look, these are things I learned specifically for me, but I can find a way to make that in bite-sized chunks for other people to learn from. Well, the idea behind this is I, when I came out of the classroom, I wanted to um, find something. I didn't want to get out of education. So I, I always say that I'm in the private sector, but I'm still dedicated and in, in, in education. And so um, I don't think that I know everything for uh, that will fix education, but I believe that the answer is within teachers collectively. So the way that the website works is, like I said, that teacher that's really great about in classroom management in Tallahassee, Florida, they can share what they have with the teacher up in uh, Seattle, Washington. And so it's not about one person's idea to fix the education or professional development, but it's about all of us collectively coming together and with our input. Teachers are some of the best collaborators in the world. We share things all the time uh, with the teacher across the hall, with the teacher in the upper grade or lower grade. Um, but this is going to take that collaboration and expand it out to the nation as a whole. Um, we call them best practices. I don't know if we're the only industry that calls it that, but if we can share our best practices of the wonderful things that I've learned in my little county, um, and you can share yours, then I think it's a way that we're going to just uplift education um, all over the country. So walk me through how exactly this works for teachersteacher.com. Is it an exchange? Is it like download course? Is it masterclass? What is it like in the nitty gritty of it all? Okay, so let's take myself. I was pretty good at integrating reading in all subjects like social studies and science. Kids love social studies and science. And so if we can find a way to integrate their reading standards in that, then we've won half the battle. So let's say that I am really good at that and I have some strategies and tips to share. I can log on 
to teach this teacher right now and just find out how to be an instructor, click on the link uh, to become an instructor and fill out a short three or four questionnaire about why you think you're qualified, your experience in it. It's really, really simple. You can be done in 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. Then you will get set up with an onboarding session. And um, that session will just show you how to use the website and the, walk you around the company. And after that, you are an instructor. So then you create your own professional development course, make it as interactive and engaging as possible, use things on the internet. Um, and like you said before, teachers know how to make engaging lessons. And then people are going to sign up for your session. So somebody you have been looking for that for years, you know, how to integrate <laughs> ELA into social studies. And, yeah. you know, and 50 of them are going to sign up for it. And then you just teach the course online. You teach it over the Internet. Um, we send a link out and say, hey, you know, Mr. Glosson's going to be teaching this course uh, that you signed up for. And then the instructor is also um, getting paid. And so a lot of teachers need supplemental income. They work two jobs already. So it's also a way that they're earning an extra income and sharing those best practices and helping those teachers that are frustrated uh, and stuck in some part uh, in the classroom. If that makes sense, if I answered your question. No, it did make sense. It makes a lot of sense. Okay. And it is right. very engaging uh, and it's kind of, uh, oddly tragic, uh, how we we've all say collectively whether or not we're in on Main Street or in downtown, how important teachers are, how important yeah. education is. I mean, frankly, the name of the show is New Am Sam Radio with a K for a reason. But mm -hmm. you did touch upon like the multiple jobs, uh, the lesson plans, and everyone throws uh, you get summers off, but it's not really about that. A lot of teachers are, if I can say, if I can be bold to say this, speak for your profession, are overworked. I mean, a lot of them have uh, so much more things outside of what is respected uh, required of them, and that's not even including tests or behavioral issues or chemistry right. issues. And so to have an idea that was able to at least make one part easier, it's pretty great. That's right, and yeah. and this one part expands over into all those things you said. So you feel a little less overworked when you have these tools and tips that other teachers can share with you, or you feel a little bit more prepared for the high stake testing when you, so professional development, I always understood how important it was when I was in the classroom, but it just wasn't quite meeting the needs. But when you every once in a while got a great one, it was like, oh, that, that made my life so much easier. Um, and so it, it's going to help in those other areas that you said teachers are frustrated with. So take me back a step. You know, you know the problem that arose and, and what was offered in development. You know there's a way to improve it. Uh, building your team, building this idea out, was it an easy pitch for some? Was it people were slow to take to it? Was it too much out of the box? So what was your experience of saying there's something we can be done and I have a way, a vision of making that happen? So I'll tell you how I came to this conclusion. And I'm going to kind of go back to our last thing that we said um, about Teach frustration with teachers. Um, I was a frustrated teacher. And with part of what you said, the low pay and all that we had to do, I felt like I was working way too much for way little. But I wanted to be dedicated. I was dedicated to education. And so I, when the pandemic hit, uh, I had already decided I wasn't going back to the classroom, and which was a risky proposition because I didn't have a backup um, plan. Mm -hmm. And I said, you know, how is this pandemic going to change the world of education? How can we seize this moment? And I thought, you know, every teacher is going to be experienced in teaching online because everybody was teaching online for a year, year and a half. And I thought, well, 
Um, why not? And, and that's where the idea was born from. So as I start pitching it to my family members first, um, one of the things that we talked about was, um, was, was this something that I would have signed up for as a teacher? And everybody almost immediately was like, I think that'll work. I, I think that'll work. And I was waiting for the uh, naysayers and to hear what they had to say, but I really didn't have <laughs> a lot of naysayers. Everybody thought, you know, I, I think that'll work. And so uh, some of it, there has been struggles. I am not a technological person. I know maybe a little bit more than the average person. I can get my way around the internet pretty good, but developing a website and marketing and all of this uh, has been a struggle. So I have a uh, consulting group um, out of Columbia, South Carolina. They help other startup businesses. And uh, it was a friend of mine, actually. Um, and so uh, they're helping me in a consultant basis. And also, I actually took a couple classes at the local community college. I went back to school because I, I love either teaching or learning. Um, and that really helped me just learn about shoestring budgeting and um, social media marketing and that kind of thing. And so it's been a little bit slower than we thought. We have had other launch dates, January 1st, March 1st. <laughs> so yeah. so it's, it's been slower. We got um, really caught up with a website development that was a huge waste of time and basically fraudulent. And so that was a setback. Uh, we had to file some fraud complaints with credit card companies. And uh, just, the, just the startup budget um, is basically nothing because, like I said, I was unemployed. <laughs> um, right. trying to start a, trying to start a business. And so those are the challenges, but things have been great. We've prayed about it. Um, family has helped. And so I really hope that we get a return on this and um, that teachers really buy in. So last thing I'll say is that I have started the onboarding process and we have about 20 instructors ready to go. And they're all super excited. Whenever they're done, they're like more excited than me. They're like, yeah. let's go, send me my stuff now. And so the, the, uh, to answer your question, the feedback from friends and family and people that are um, a part of the company now is very, very positive. Well, that must have been pretty validating to have that first crop of teachers yeah. or the early adopters, if you will, if you're doing the startup uh, vocabulary to be like, okay, yeah, this sounds like something I would totally get into. Uh, what's the feeling been like then getting that, that, that win in the pandemic, if I can be so bold. During a pandemic, you got to win. I know. No, I know. Well, here's the thing. The people that are showing this excitement and they're signing up are more qualified than me. Like they're PhD candidates. There's um, college professors. And so the validation coming from them is even more amazing. And I'm like, this thing could really grow the way we want it to grow, even maybe faster. And so, yeah, it's been um, very encouraging. And uh, I just hope, though, that and I kept, keep telling everyone, stick with us because it might be a slower start than we um, are hoping for. But definitely over time, we'll get that snowball effect and people telling other people. And I think it could um, really. So I've been telling everybody, stick with us. We're on the ground floor, but we're definitely not going to stay there. So talking about the name, teachthisteacher.com, which is exactly what, what it's offered right there in the URL. But uh, we were talking about that a little bit before we went on air. Like it's, it's very memorable and it does kind of like pack a punch. What was the naming process, the process behind that to really encapsulate what you're planning on doing with this business into a, a nice thing that's easy to remember? Well, part of it is maybe too technical for what you're asking, but first of all, we had to find um, domain names that weren't already taken. That's part <laughs> so, of the process. <laughs> right. Right. 
And I just wanted a name that represented like me. It's me. Teach this teacher right here. And because education is um, a back and forth, you know, and I tell a story on one of our little videos that we have that we've sent out um, that we had a retired teacher come back to our school to help uh, the newer teachers. And this person was seen as like the guru, like a goddess, like, oh, Miss So-and-so is coming back. And but you know what I learned really fast is that there were things that I could teach her. I mean, she hadn't been in college in 30 over 30 years. And so there was technological things where she would come into my room and she was like, that is cool. I didn't know. That. And so I learned really fast that in education, we're all te I don't even call myself teaching. I say I'm teaching and learning. Um, I learn from students. I learn from other teachers. I learn from administrators. Um, and so it's a it is a give and take. So on this site, too, I imagine first year and second year teachers teaching people has been in the field for 25 years because they have the newest research, the newest, uh, like I said, technology, um, sure. know-how. And so that's the whole idea is all teachers uh, being teachers and learners. So teach this teacher right here. So over the next month or so, you do have some milestones for the launch of this. And you were talking about that also off air. What does that look like? What does a roadmap look like? Uh, and what does success look like? We look at the throes of 2021. That's a great question. So May 1st is our what we're calling our soft launch date. Basically, um, that is the day where you will be able to see on the website the courses that are offered starting this summer. Right now, if you go to the website, the courses are dummy courses. They're just holding a spot for the real ones that are coming May 1st. June 1st is the actual first day that teachers can actually go and start putting things in their cart and paying for them. Or excuse me, that is June 1st is the day that they can actually start learning on the site. So you can buy all the way up from May 1st through forever, but classes don't start till after June 1st. So those are our two launch dates to look out for. Oh, great. That, that's coming up pretty quickly. And that makes sense. We're heading yeah. to the summer months. I mean, professional development does not stop uh, uh, during the summer. But look, I can imagine having this idea may take up a lot of your time. But I got to ask you, as a human being, how do you unwind? How do you unplug yourself from your work? Or has your work dominated all aspects of your life? <laughs> well, um, interesting answer to that as well. So I like to travel. I kind of have a wanderlust. Uh, and fun fact, I just turned 30 um, a few weeks ago. And right. yeah, yeah, well, I don't quite feel the same way, but thanks. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I had this goal to go to all 50 states in the United States before I was 30. I didn't quite make it because uh, I got married and had kids. So that slows you down. And but I still kept my wanderlust. So we had we just went um, a couple hours away just to a small town. They were having a blues and barbecue festival with the family. And so I still try to do things like that, hiking, going outside. Here in Georgia, weather is great almost all the time. Yeah. And I did take my computer with me and I did some of those onboarding sessions. So we stayed on this farm at an Airbnb. So there's like geese walking around, dogs sheep baying in the background and i'm apologizing to people like i'm on a farm we're on vacation <laughs> uh please forgive all the sheep in the background so yes my work and my leisure time right now especially during this launch is um very much combined um and i don't plan on it slowing down anytime soon but my family's working with me on it so 
I'll admit that was a bit of a trick question because I know when you're starting a startup, it becomes because yeah. if you have your blood, sweat, and tears in the project, and yeah. uh, sometimes they say when you work for yourself, you have a very challenging boss. You know, they don't think you're right. you deserve. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I was actually researching you uh, also as a person, as, a, as an individual, and it says that you're also besides being a husband and father, you're a farmer as well. When did that happen? Um, well, I was raised on a farm and we have, we have, my family has four poultry houses. And for folks that don't live down here in the South or somewhere rural, you might not know, but a, a chicken house is like 500 feet long. There's 25,000 chickens in each one. So I grew up on a farm, waking up early, doing all those kind of things. And so I moved back to my little small town again this year in all of this madness. And, mm -hmm. um, so I was like, you know what? We got all this acreage out here. Let's get a little, um, about 15 sheep. We have about 15 sheep. Um, and I got those, not for me, but for my son to, to make him work and do things. Um, and so we, but of course, that's how it started off. And then it's all on me. Um, mm -hmm. So <laughs> so that's about the extent of our farm. But I'm super afraid. I'm looking out my window right now. And I'm super afraid of like these huge rattlesnakes that I'm sure are out here because um, we're on 10, 10 acres. And so we're going to get some guinea hens soon because they're like super aggressive against snakes. I've been researching it at least. But we're going to slowly build up the farm thing. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm a farm boy by heart um, for sure. You said snakes. That changed the game. I'm from Brooklyn, y'all. I can't deal with snakes. <laughs> no, no. And there's some, there's some, there's some rattlers out here, and uh, some. I think we call them timber rattlers, and uh, they're aggressive. They don't. A lot of people are like, oh, if you leave them alone, they'll leave you alone. That's maybe kind of true, but some are pretty aggressive. So um, I'm gonna get some cats and some guineas and. Um, yeah, we're, so I, I got it all going on. <laughs> well, that's pretty cool because not only are you a professional in the formal education world, you're actually out there living life and researching things you can yeah. apply. I mean, that's like what intellectualism is all about. Very, very cool. Uh, some of the courses, I know you can't foresee the future, but like, are there, look, are there by subject, by grade, how would the courses be organized? That's something I'm kind of curious about myself. Okay, so that is a great question because I am surprised at the variety of people who are stepping forward. So yes, if you go to the court, the website, there are there by categories. So there's like a classroom management category uh, with social emotional learning. That's kind of that's kind of grouped together. There's math, there's science, there's administration. You know, that's one thing that I really am excited about. People that are, I can imagine being a first year principal of a school or assistant principal. Well, why not come on this site and learn from somebody that's been a principal for 30 years, you know, giving you those uh, tips and strategies. Uh, so yeah, it's categorized, but the the variety that I've been getting, the person that I talked to right before um, I logged on with you, they are offering how to read a their course is how to um, interpret and read an IEP, which stands for Individualized Education Plan for Special Ed Kids. Well, I was a general ed teacher, and at the beginning of every year, they would hand me this huge folder and say, here, here's all your IEPs for your sped kids. And I would be reading, and I'm like, I don't know any right. of <laughs> And so she's offering that. Last night, someone was offering um, uh, maintaining energy while you teach, like self-help for teachers or self-care. And so the varieties are very, um, which I knew they would be, but I'm surprised that so far not one person has matched what somebody else has said, and we're um, quite a ways in. So very, very um, wide variety. 
you guys, if you're listening to the audio version of this, you can't see my mouth being agape listening to this because we, we talk about this for years. Like the, some of the best civilizations of the whole world. We're talking about like the Romans, the Byzantine Empire. It's all about the sharing of Renaissance period, sharing of ideas, empowering each other, making everyone stronger. And we're seeing that right now with this teachersteacher.com. And I can't wait to see the launch of this and see how it really helps to, to move the needle in your space. But uh, Wes, is there anything else that you wanted to mention about the program or other website well i feel like i shouldn't say no but i think we covered it all pretty well um and i think that it's a pretty simple idea but this is what i've been saying it's a simple idea and yet i think it's going to revolutionize professional development professional learning for teachers and i just hope that everybody takes a minute to check it out and um if you have any questions we have a you know contact us button we're also on social media twitter facebook uh, instagram um, so please, and let everybody else know, I keep telling everybody that I meet that if you tell three people that's saving us hundreds of dollars in marketing, um, people are more receptive to if their friends tell them about something than if we try to give you a Facebook ad that you're going to skip, you know, scroll right over. Um, so please get the word out and um, I, I thank everybody for uh, taking a listen. Before we get out of here, I want to put you on the spot. Has there any, ever been a piece of advice you heard from another teacher or your teacher as a student that stuck with you? Oh, I thought you were going to say something that was negative or awful. (laughs) 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 Um, You know, that, that has, the answer to that is so, I learned so much in my, I think I was in the classroom for seven years and I really couldn't boil it down to one specific thing, but I will actually, let me end on, on this. One professional learning development that I got from my district was so eye-opening. So I, it wasn't like a one line that I can give you, but basically what we did is a poverty simulation and they broke us all up and there was like a whole community set up, um, a bank, uh, you know, child services. And, and they gave us, you know, and we really had to walk through the life of, you know, someone that was, you know, in poverty. Um, and what that, you know what I walked away with uh, that was pretty remarkable for such an elaborate um, thing? I just walked away with this. Quit bugging kids about not having a pencil. Just give them a pencil. Um, all through my education, you know, the teacher would go off for five minutes about why aren't you prepared? And it's like, you don't know what these kids are coming out of. The last thing that they're thinking about when they go out of that house is do I have my pencil? And so it really changed my mindset about, um, you know, just, you know, what's important and what's not and where our students are coming from. Everybody did not have the um, educational experience that I had or that you had. And so um, that is something that I learned in the classroom and it has really just changed my perspective. And I think I became a better teacher the years after I I took that um, professional development. so much for listening to New Amsterdam Radio. Learn more about the show at newamsterdam.com. That's K-N-E-W Amsterdam.com. Until next time, this city is yours.